0: Monday, November 21st, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Inside Value, Joe Mager, and from Motley Fool Hidden Gems, Charlie Travers. Happy Monday. Hey, Chris. Gobble, gobble. It is Thanksgiving week. It is a short week for us, uh, so, so this is it. This is... This is it because, frankly, we've got to get our Thanksgiving on. I know we have listeners uh, uh, all over the world. We have dozens of listeners, some of them not here in America. But here in America, it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, market closed on Thursday. Is it a half day on Friday? What's the deal? Half day. Half day on Friday. So so this is our one market for the week. So um, we are going with the Thanksgiving theme. Um, we're going to talk about, in the world of investing, things we're thankful for. Um, and let's face it, it's not Thanksgiving without turkey, so we will dig into the turkeys of the investing world as well. We will also dip into the full mailbag, gotten a lot of great email lately. Uh, but let's start with uh, what we're thankful for in the world of investing. Um, Charlie, you can go with a company, uh, leadership, uh, anything in the world of investing. What, what are you thankful for?
1: Uh, companies like Morningstar and founder and CEO Joe Mansuto. This is one of my all-time favorite companies for executive compensation done right. Uh, Joe only takes a salary of $100,000 a year. There's no cash or stock options or anything like that. It's just a simple base flat salary. And because he owns 50% of the company, his personal wealth rises and falls with how well the company does over time. And compared to a lot of the executive greed you see around the country, this is one case where you see it done right. So you know, gobble gobble for Joe Mansudo.
0: Uh, I was going to say we we have talked before about sort of boards of directors and 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 how they operate, and certainly there are some egregious examples out there. But I, Charlie, I know you're, you're in the camp who, who have said that. When you're looking at a company's management, you're more focused on the CEO, the executive team, and in particular, how they're compensated. That's right. And
1: generally, you can count on people to do what they are incented to do. Uh, So I much prefer to see companies have incentives in place uh, to create value over the long term for the company shareholders and not just to line their own pockets over short periods of time.
0: Joe Meger, what are you thankful for in the world of investing?
2: I want to throw a big gobble-gobble out (laughs) for the guys at Google. Uh, for three reasons. One is that I love their services. Uh, Google has vastly improved our ability to get information in a quick way. Mm-hmm. And I think we take that for gra- take that for granted, but it's been hugely valuable. Uh, the second thing is they are so super long-term oriented. They almost, uh, like Morningstar, kind of pride themselves on thumbing their nose at uh, Wall Street analysts and short-term projections. And I dig that about them. And third thing is, they thumb their nose at governments all the time. Uh, They actually publish a report called the Transparency Report, where they detail each country and the number of requests that they have for basically removing uh, data points from Google search and government inquiries. I love that they turn that around on governments and just let people know what's up. Um, To the point you had made earlier about
0: sort of the way that Google um – uh, looks at Wall Street and deals with Wall Street. Uh, it reminded me of one of our favorite CEOs around here, Jim Sinigal from Costco, who's who has said before and has said on our weekly radio show that you know he he's looking at his employees, his customers, his internal shareholders, and that Wall Street analysts are just you know a distant. You know, fourth place for them. Um, uh, Charlie, just off the top of your head, are there other companies out there that you look at that just kind of get it right in terms of um, where they place uh, their emphasis with Wall Street analysts? Uh, Yes. I I would like uh, Under Armour up here
1: in the Maryland area. Kevin Plank is another example of a phenomenal CEO. Founder, Founder, CEO, owns 20-something percent of the stock, uh, gave himself a major pay cut when times got rough. I mean, this is just a very well-run company uh, that does the right thing and really focuses on running and growing the business. Because they have to, they have a tough competitor in Nike, and what Wall Street cares about doesn't really matter to them.
0: Has he issued a public apology for the University of Maryland uh, football university? uniforms this year because, frankly, I get headaches when I look at their uniforms. <laughs> I, I'm guessing that's a no. Probably not. Probably not. All right. Let's move over to uh, turkeys. Again, casting a wide net, Joe, in the world of investing. Um, you can go company, leadership, um, anything. Any any turkeys out there you want to, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, I think the clear turkey of this year has got to be the end last year is the HP Board of Directors, uh, Hewlett-Packard. So they shouldn't have fired Mark Hurd. They shouldn't have hired his replacement. They shouldn't have gone through the process of starting to spin off the PC business only to pull that back. And they shouldn't have bought autonomy. And Meg Whitman was probably the wrong hire for them because she doesn't have relevant skills to what they need. So that's five pretty epic strikeouts in a short amount of time. Oh, and they managed to grossly overpay all these people. So... Yeah, what is that about? Good work. Good, good work, guys. <laughs>
0: Golf clap for the board you of directors it. at Hewlett Packard. What is it with this, this, um, I don't know, this willingness of board, some boards of directors to just, uh, anytime I see the phrase guaranteed bonus, uh, I'm just like, wait, wait, what? what? What do you, and it seems like at Hewlett Packard, they're just, you know, guaranteed bonuses
2: get tossed around like nothing. Yeah, well, it's crony capitalism. I mean, these boards—if you're on a board—it's a—it's an awesome gig. You get paid a bunch of money and get options typically to show up to a couple meetings a year. The odds of something blowing up, <laughs> blowing up, unless you work at Hewlett Packard, <laughs> are pretty low. Uh, so it's just a great gig, and <clears throat> you know you want to stay in that position, so you're likely to keep throwing out good comp packages. And you know the terrible thing is, everyone—we're in this culture where boards for compensation benchmark against everyone else. So when you go through and read an annual report or a proxy, I should say, what you'll see is a company will list all the rivals that they use as benchmarks to form an opinion on how to pay their executives. And then almost unfailingly, they'll be like, naturally, we think our executives are better. So we think it should be in the, say, 75th percentile yep. of where these people are. But if everyone keeps doing that and they keep doing it indefinitely, you know, everyone just keeps boosting up their comp and then well yeah and then you see situations where they'll talk about comp targets Mm -hmm. and they'll set ranges around if we had a certain amount of sales growth or earnings growth and typically those things you know aren't aligned with adding shareholder value anyway but then you know they'll just reward people above and beyond what even if they miss the target because it'll be like oh well they tried really hard (laughs) we
0: adjusted because it was a little bit of a difficult year yeah so if you're if you're the average executive at the average Tech company in America. I mean, is it safe to say that you're getting a hold of Hewlett Packard's compensation report, and you're just like showing that to your boss? And you're, it's like, hey, look, you know, on some level, we compete with HP. I I should probably be paid in league with these people. Yeah, I imagine that's a popular one to add to your (laughs) your comps list. Charlie, what about you? A turkey in the world of investing?
1: I'm going to stick local in the D.C. area because this is fertile hunting ground with Freddie Mac and the recent announcement from CEO Ed Haldeman that he wants to be out within a year.
0: I have <laughs> that, no. That's what you always want to hear. Yeah, isn't it? Like, I'd, I'd, I'd like to get we're out all about out of town. the long term.
1: I do not have a problem with CEOs who are paid well. The kind of people who you know increase the value of a company tenfold over a decade, build the world's great businesses. Uh, but in the case of Freddie Mac, Ed was on target to make up to $6 million this year for a company that is owned by the federal government. He's essentially a public servant making $6 million a year. Uh, Freddie and Fannie combined have borrowed $170 billion from the Treasury, and that's projected to go as high as $300 billion. These are yeah, the most, you know they're good for that. Yeah, yeah, they're good for that. The most insolvent of insolvent countries, uh, companies, and the CEO is walking out You know, a multimillionaire. Uh, for comparison and Ben Bernanke, one of the most powerful people in the country, is the chairman of the Federal Reserve, made $200,000 last year. Barack Obama, our president, $400,000.
0: Ed Haldeman, $6 million. Good. good. I, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> um, let's dig into the full mailbag for just a moment before we wrap up with some more Thanksgiving thoughts. Uh, email from Penny McKibben in Springfield, Oregon. Uh, on your November 16th episode of Market Foolery, one of you said that something was, quote, selling like hotcakes. What I would like to know is this when hotcakes were a new invention, what did people compare them to? In other words, what did people say that hotcakes were selling like? It's a good question. We, uh, we, I actually did a little research on the hotcakes themselves, uh, found this from the Encyclopedia of Word and Phrase Origins. Hotcakes cooked in bear grease and pork lard—oh, my mouth is watering already—were awesome. uh, popular— from the earliest times in America, first made of cornmeal, the griddle cakes or pancakes were, of course, best when served piping hot and were often sold at church benefits, fairs and other functions. So popular were they that by the beginning of the 19th century, quote, to sell like hot cakes was a familiar expression for anything that sold very quickly, effortlessly and in quantity.
1: Do you think you got like a kiwi on the side with that?
0: I, Probably not. Maybe not. I, I was going to say, I mean, the early 1800s in America... It, it's easy to see that these would be a staggeringly popular item because, yeah, it's it's not like there was a Whole Foods around the corner or something like that or a McDonald's or anything. Um, I don't know, but I, it, so so that's obviously the origin of the phrase. Well, I,
2: I did you, a little research on this myself. Did you? Yes, I checked out Urban Dictionary. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I can't repeat anything that came out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got. Wow! I was yeah. looking forward. Joe Maker. Really, yeah. not <laughs> helpful.
1: I was looking for consumer products that could have been popular at the time, and what I found was like a lot of elixirs for like babies who are teething, and these things would contain like heroin and morphine. (laughs) Or, you know, my favorite one was asthma cigarettes, where they say not
0: for use in children (laughs) under the age of six. Asthma cigarettes, yeah. So if you're suffering from asthma, yes, take a a cigarette. Nice. Um, Another email from Edward Rios in Simi Valley, California. Thanks for such a funny and educational podcast. I place my vote for you guys every day. That's uh, very nice, referring to the 2011 Podcast Awards. Uh, Edward goes on to write, I started this year off with a divorce, and the one thing that brought me laughter was when I was listening to market foolery while walking my dog Roosevelt. I always wondered if people thought I was crazy when I would just start laughing out loud on the street, but it was well worth their looks. I fell a little behind on listening because my dog was sick and I couldn't take him with him. Uh, on our walks, but I'm catching up now. So keep up the great work you guys do on both podcasts, and I'll always listen and vote when you need it. Uh, P.S. I've never seen what Steve Broido looks like, but I imagine him to be just like Danny McBride's character, Kenny Powers. (laughs) Steve?
1: It just was vindication for my life.
0: I loved it. <laughs> but uh, but the Kenny Powers, I mean, well, we talked about this on on the radio show last week. That you know, now that we have started to uh, videotape and put video highlights of Market Foolery and our, our radio show up at uh, at FoolTV dot com, we did get a question. You know, are we going to see Steve, the man behind the glass? And and Steve's emphatic answer was no. No, that's not going to happen. I so. sound better than I look, I think. Um, so, you know, uh, Edward, thank you for a great email. But, uh, you know, it's in terms of uh, what you imagine Steve to look like uh, in terms of Kenny Powers, go with it. Yeah, that's, I, yeah. that's we're, we're not going to tell you you're wrong on that. That sounds oh so right to me. Um, let's just wrap up on the Thanksgiving theme. We talk in investing sometimes about uh, pure plays, um, investments that really focus in on one. Um, industry or, or niche industry. Um, to the extent possible, is there a Thanksgiving pure play out there? Is there, I, I don't know, I'm thinking of like the Macy's Day Parade. Is there one public company that produces all those huge balloons? Is there one Cranberry company that I can invest in? Charlie, what do you think? Monsanto. Monsanto. Monsanto?
1: Turkeys are fed a combination of corn and soybeans, and Monsanto dominates those markets in the United States. They have wow. 90% market share in soybeans, 70% in corn. So when you were eating your turkey, your turkey was raised on Monsanto products, whether wow. you like it or not.
0: Wow, Monsanto. What, what, Ticker is M-O-N. 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 Joe, what do you think? Is there a Thanksgiving pure play investment idea?
2: Yeah, Potash Corp of Saskatchewan. uh, (laughs) They're the ones who provide basically the fertilizer that powers those genetically modified (laughs) uh, seeds that ultimately feed the grotesque Malformed animals that we eat. Oh, on Thanksgiving. come on! Why are you going to be like that? Oh, is... James isn't here. I thought yeah. I'd throw one in for him. That's true. Yeah, if James Early were
0: here, he'd be talking up kale and and talking down the. Uh... You
1: don't get thirty pound turkeys from eating kale.
0: I'm sorry. No, you don't. You absolutely don't. Um, do you, Thanksgiving Day. Do you have a? Do you have a favorite food? Do you have a? Uh, you know, or or something that maybe you only enjoy on Thanksgiving well,
2: Day? I'm doing my first uh, joint family. Thanksgiving that's right because
0: you're engaged now
2: right and the fiance is it's a long story but she's got Korean and Uzbek heritage so this is the Korean Uzbek American Thanksgiving special there you go where we'll be doing this dish called plav which is uh did you say plav plav okay it's amazing it's Uh, it's lamb and rice and it's all slow roasted it definitely makes turkey look pretty weak okay it's a stew of some sort yeah it's kind of hard to explain I'll show you some photos.
0: <laughs> oh, that'll help. That's <laughs> delicious, though. <laughs> Charlie, what about you? Uh, my, my wife makes
1: a pretty killer homemade cranberry sauce where you actually really? boil the cranberries with some sugar. It, the stuff out of the can, don't ever eat that. Make, yeah, it,
0: make it right. Absolutely. Um, Thanksgiving is my favorite day of the year. And uh, it has been since I was a kid, and one of the reasons is the same reason I had when I was a kid, because it's the one day of the year where you get dessert, whether you eat your vegetables or not. And at my Thanksgiving, we come strong to the hoop with a lot of desserts, a lot of pies, a lot of cookies, cheesecake, all that sort of thing. So I think you know what I think. I'm it, that's a whole meal. We mm-hmm. got we got Joe's lamb stew, the Plov. 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 If if your wife can make the, you know, the cranberry sauce, mm. I'll, I'll bring some desserts. Awesome. We're going to be all set. Are we going to
2: watch Planes, Trains and Automobiles?
0: Th- that probably is the best Thanksgiving movie, isn't it? I think it? so. Okay. Yes. That
2: s- and Dutch were the only ones we could cover. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a short list. So yeah,
0: yeah, I think Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Joe Mager, Charlie Travers. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Gobble Thanksgiving. gobble. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.